You are listening to Power Talk with Dr. Norman Thomas, sponsored by New Life Church International, a church for all nations. Why? Because you're planted. You're planted. What does it mean to be planted? What does it mean to be planted? It means you take yourself and you drop yourself in ground. How do you do that? Well, think of the harvest. The harvest is you become a strong branch of refuge. So if that's the harvest, the harvest is reflective of the seed you become. So if the harvest is a branch of refuge, a branch of safety, then the seed is one of refuge and one of safety. You become refuge. You become a source of strength. You make yourself a source of of safety for others so that you become that harvest to those around you. Okay? And so, again, you do that by not focusing on you, but focusing on what you can do and what you can be to someone else, to someone else, to someone else. How many people in here just absolutely have absolutely no problems at all going on in their life? I don't have not one single problem in my life. Where are all the hands? There's not one hand, I'm sure there's not a hand even online that could go up to testify to that, right? That's right. Why? Because we're all walking through something. We're all dealing with something. We're all going through some issues and and, and whatever the case may be. However, again, if we use that to never become a seed of strength for someone else, then we would never grow past our problems. We would never get through them. We would never overcome them. So again, you have to be a seed. You have to plant yourself. And one of the reasons why there's so much immaturity in the body of Christ is because it got a lot of unplanted Christians. Just Christians that are just sitting on top of the ground and have not allowed themselves to become a seed in service to others. So that may not be something you want to clap on, but let's just clap in faith. How about that? We receive it, right? (laughs) So that's that's a portrait of refuge. That's what the church looks like, a place of refuge, a place of strength. It looks like a place of relentless support. And then finally, uh, uh, the portrait of transformation. The church is a, is a portrait of transformation. Let me read the scripture that I've, I've chose for that. In Luke chapter 10, verse 1 and 2, it says, The Lord now chose 72 people. Other disciples, the Bible says. Now, this is disciples outside of the 12, the 12 that we know so well. It says, Jesus chose 72 more. 
And then he sent them ahead of himself in pairs of two to all the towns and the places that he had planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. He says, now the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. So notice, Jesus, this is Jesus now. This is Jesus identifying people that can serve. Jesus identifying a team of leaders. Jesus selecting people to be on his team to reach for those on stretchers, to reach for those that need a place of refuge, that need a place of strength, that need to land themselves in life and have some degree of peace. She says, I know I, 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 need, I need 72 people to help me with this. Now, I'm just saying he said he needed 72, but he also indicated there's a shortage issue going on here. He says, I have more harvest than I have workers to facilitate. In other words, the, the ratio of the people in need to the people willing to serve it's, it, there's a great disparity between the two. But I got 72. And I'm going to go ahead and use them. I'm going to implement the vision that God has given me with the 72 that have indicated that they are willing to serve. That's what I'll do. So I say, so he says, okay, so I'm going to put two of y'all together. I wish I could put more of you together, but Two is the biggest small group we can have right now. And I'm going to send you to every place I plan to go. In other words, I'm going to project you forward into the places and the areas of impact that we desire to have so that you can till the ground, so that you begin to look, to begin to do an analysis and help me do some research and give me some feedback on how we can be most effective in those places in those cities, but let's just say in those areas of influence. And that's what he did. And he says, he says, pray. As you go, pray that God will send more people with a willingness to serve. He says, pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, ask him to send more workers into the field. So, so, so transformation happens when people serve, when people are willing to put their hands to the task, to get outside of themselves, to stop just thinking of their little world and, and the troubles that they're going through. Well, yes, but we all are going through something. Every single one of us, we're walking through a journey. He says, but when we get outside of ourselves, we can transform culture. We can make a change. We can make a difference if we just make a decision that we're just not going to be another church on the corner, but we'll be a church that will come together as a team and transform our culture. And we'll do what God tells us to do. It may not look the same, 
as God tells another ministry work to do. I don't think it should be the same. Well, let's be true to what he tells us to do. Let's do our part. And if we do our part, then we can attend to the harvest that is ready. Right now, there are people out there, they're ready, but they're not ready to come to a church. They're not ready to be churchy. They're not ready for the institution as we've known it for years, but they're ready for somebody to do life with them. Jesus did life with 12 directly. Then he added 72. He added 72. Jesus had a caseload of 84. People that he was directly involved with, directly engaged with, for the purpose of transforming not just them, but those around them, extending himself to the world. The Passion Translation says it this way, after this, the Lord Jesus formed 35 teams, 35 teams among the other disciples. Each team was two disciples each, 70 in all, and he commissioned them to go ahead of him into every town he was about to visit. He released them with these instructions. The harvest is huge. That's true today too. The harvest is huge. Do you agree with that? The, the harvest is huge, but there are not enough harvesters to bring it in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest to send out many more workers into his harvest fields. Oh, there's a lot of things that Pastor Norman is not. There's a lot of things that New Life Church is not. But I'm endeavoring to be what God has called me to be. And I'm endeavoring to have us be as a local church expression what God has created us to be. So here we are. It's almost like starting all over again. Just like it was in 2005 after Hurricane Rita. Uh, and some of you have been around, Pastor Glenn, I see you here, you and Sister Tanya. Y'all have been around, you've seen the restarts. You've seen the, the, the re-gearing up again after devastation that we've experienced from, from different uh, things that have happened. But look at us, we're still here, right? And we're still here to serve, we're still here to reach, and we're still here to have impact around the world. And I just believe that, that everything we go through makes us stronger for where we're going to. And we are destined to make a difference. Come on, receive that. I want you to just think over the next day or two if you can think that long about one thing. Am I portraying, am I, portray, am I portraying the image of the church to the world at large around me? Or the harder question is, am I consumed with me and my world and my issues 
because you're a Christian first before you anything else. Anything else. Even me, a pastor, I'm a Christian first. I'm a believer first before I'm a pastor. I got to be true to that first before the role of pastor. And so what I'm teaching you, I'm teaching me, the Holy Spirit is teaching me also. That I can't get caught up in the pastoral role that I have in getting the church back. I can't get caught up in that. I got to make sure that I am aligned with where God has me and where he's taking me in this expression of the church. So I got to be true to that. Every individual has to be true to the first call on their life as a believer in Christ. And, uh, and let that carry you where it takes you. And it might take you, it may not, it may not bring you to new life. It may take you somewhere else. But you got to be true to where God has placed you. For more inspiration, visit our YouTube channel at Dr. Norman Thomas.